You are listening to a New Season Church audio sermon. Prepare your heart to hear a word from God. Well, this morning I'm going to be starting a brand new series called Lionheart. The meaning of Lionheart is a person that is brave and determined. And I believe that that is what God is calling us to be during this time. God is calling us to be brave, to be courageous, to be valiant and to be lionhearted. He is not calling us to sit down. He is not calling us to sit back, to shrink back. But God is calling us to stand up in the fullness of who we are and whose we are and face the world and the time that we are living in with courage. And so how can we be brave? How can we be found in the midst of what is happening and be brave? How can we stand in the time that we are in as it seems like everything around us is just wanting to cause fear within our lives? How can we stand in the midst of that and still move forward with courage and bravery? And I believe that the first thing that we need to do is to be anxious for nothing. See, I believe that a lot of people are dealing with levels of anxiety during this time that they're not used to. They're dealing with waves of anxiety that they, that is not something common to them and that is not a characteristic of who they are and their personality. And so I believe that there is a, there is an effort, uh, by the enemy to bring in anxiety over our lives in the midst of what we are facing. What I've experienced and what people have been experiencing is levels of anxiety that are often irrational in a lot of ways. That there, it's anxiety not based on what is happening right now, but what the possibility of the things that are going to happen in the future. And if we don't recognize this, and if we don't put it in its rightful place, this anxiety will lead into fear, which is in essence putting faith, not in God's promises, but putting faith in the what-ifs. And we have to fight anxiety. We have to fight fear. With the Word of God, we've got to fight uh, anxiety and fear with the Spirit that is within us and put our faith in God's promises and not the what-ifs. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7 says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In this letter to the Philippians, Paul is commanding us to be anxious for nothing. See, it wasn't a suggestion. He didn't say, well, I think you, it'll be probably a good idea not to be anxious. He didn't say, if it's possible for you to be like that, don't be anxious. No, it was a command. It means that this thing is not something that is beyond our control. That means that it's actually a choice. We have the ability and the power to decide whether we're going to feel anxious about something or not feel anxious about it. We have the power to decide. It's not something that is beyond our control. And so if it's, be, it's, if it's within our control, I believe that Paul is pointing to something very important. That we have the ability to decide 
what infiltrates our heart, we have the ability to decide how we are going to respond to certain things. And Paul goes on to say that, look, here's the first response. When you are anxious, pray. Don't go and phone your friend. Don't go and tell everybody about the thing that is making you anxious. The first response for, is for you to go to God. The first response is for you to go to God in prayer. To go to Him and make a request known to Him. And I know this is a challenge for me. Because oftentimes what happens is that when I'm faced with a challenge or something that might be causing me anxiety, my instinctive response is to go and find a solution. My instinctive response is to go figure out what is the way forward, what's the direction. But God is actually saying to us, no, that is the second step, that is the third step, that is the fourth step. The first step, the first response should be to come to me and make your request known to me. Don't run away from me. Don't try to find your answer somewhere out there. Come to me because I'm the very thing that has the solution and the answer to the thing that you're facing. And so Paul says to us, go to God. Go to God. Pray to God. Make your request known to Him. Make your request known to Him. Definite request. Be specific about what it is that you're dealing with. Don't make it vague. Oftentimes, you know, uh, we, we, we ask for prayer and we just make it a vague thing. We say, oh, just, just pray for this. No, God wants us to be specific. What is it that you're dealing with? And you don't have to have a five-hour prayer meeting. You don't have to have an a, a all-night a prayer, a prayer call. No, God is calling us in terms of a relationship that we can go to God any time of the day. And it can be a, a, a one-hour prayer or it can be a five-minute prayer. It can literally be as simple as this. God, I'm taking strain with this. Help me. It can be a one-sentence prayer. The, the crux of it is that we need, need to go to God in, as a first response, not as a last resort. Us going to God in prayer should be a first response, not a last resort. And so in verse 7, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The Bible speaks about peace as it relates to God in three different ways. It speaks about the peace from God, which it talks as a gift uh, that we receive from, from God. Then we have the peace with God, which is a result of the relationship we, ha- we have with God because of the reconciling work of Jesus on the cross. And then we have this the peace of God which is referred to in Philippians. And that is this peace that, that is beyond our minds, that is beyond our power of thinking. And so what does this peace do? What does the peace of God do in our lives? Well, firstly, it surpasses all understanding and it guards our hearts and minds. And this peace of God that surpasses all understanding doesn't mean that the peace is senseless and is impossible to understand. But rather it means that it's not possible to understand and to explain, but it's something that must be experienced. And for a lot of people, that has been their testimony. That is, this corona and the lockdown has been happening and, and challenges have been happening. And what really seems to be chaos and calamity uh, working around and they've been able to stay in a place of rest. 
that they've not been restless, that they've found a place in God, that there is a peace of God that is beyond our, our human understanding, that we can be faced with difficulty around us, but it is not infiltrating our hearts and it is not causing us to be anxious, that we really are in a place of peace and rest in Him. And this peace of God, what else it does, it guards our hearts and our minds. In the original context, in the original Greek, this word guard means to garrison or it means to fortify. It really speaks of a military action of protecting something that is valuable. And the peace of God protects our hearts and our minds. Why is that important? Because our minds really are the battlefield upon which we fight for the promises of God. And our hearts, the word says that we are to be diligent and guard our hearts. Guard our hearts with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. And so we need to protect our hearts and our minds because out of that are flowing the things that we're experiencing. The mind is the battlefield upon which we fight for the promises of God. And out of our hearts flow the issues of, our, of, of life. And so if our hearts are gripped with fear and anxiety, those issues will then be seen in our lives. But the peace of God protects our minds and protects our heart so that we can start to produce good fruit in our lives. And the word that uh, Paul uses in this, in this vert, uh, verse in terms of anxiety can mean two things. It can either mean a genuine concern or it can mean needless anxiety. And so it is possible to have genuine concern but not be anxious and put our trust in God and put our trust uh, in God when it comes to our lives and all things. A heavenly perspective eliminates needless anxiety. Because it's not always what we go through, but it's how we go through it. Anxiety often comes as waves. The anxiety often comes as these things that come and go. And so how can we uh, ride the waves instead of being drowned by it? James 1, 6-8 says, But he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways, in everything he thinks, feels or decides. James here is telling us that again we must come to God in faith. We must ask God for wisdom in the situation. Remember wisdom is the application of knowledge in the right context and so when we are faced with anxiety when we are faced with things that that are challenged that that are, are making it difficult for us that are causing anxiety within ourselves we have to go to God and not doubt his willingness to help because he says the person that does this is like someone that's being tossed to and fro by every changing of the wind this person is unstable and restless there's no rest in them. There's no rest in the way they think, in the way they act. They're constantly restless. There's no peace about them. And so there are a couple of ways uh, that, that, that create waves of anxiety in our lives. The first thing that creates anxiety in our lives is words. The words we create either speak 
peace or anxiety over lives. The words we speak either create anxiety or peace in our lives. God created the world with words. And our words also create an atmospheres of either anxiety or peace. When we speak negativity, we drown in our own words. The second thing that causes anxiety in our lives is the approach. Sometimes it's not what we need to do that causes anxiety, but how we are handling those things. And sometimes a change in the approach or the preparation for certain things can eliminate anxiety. The third thing that causes anxiety in our lives is voices. Who are we allowing to speak into our lives? Because certain voices can create anxiety. Voices can create anxiety or peace in our lives. Jesus' voice had the power to calm the waves, but the wrong voices stir up the waves. So whose voice are you allowing to speak into your, to, into your life? I heard Pastor Stephen Furtick say, say this, If we eat a steady diet of what the world offers, we shouldn't be surprised if we get a stomach ache. This is so important. And I'm sure some of you have heard me say recently that I've just made a conscious decision not to watch the news and not listen to news radio. Why? Why should I consume myself with the very things that are causing anxiety? I've made a conscious decision that I will not have the world be the dominant voice in my life. But I will have the Word of God and the Spirit of God be the dominant voice in my life. doesn't mean now I put my head in the sand and pretend like there's no problems, like there's no challenges. But I'm not going to allow the challenges and the voices of this world be the dominant voice in my life. I'm going to allow God, I'm going to choose the voice of God, the voice of the Spirit, and the voice of the Word to be the dominating and moving factor in my life. The other way that anxiety can be created in our lives is because of expectations. Sometimes we expect that things will just go smoothly. Sometimes we expect that things, life will just be easy. But like I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, is that the moment we start moving in the direction that God is calling us to, the moment we start fighting and start uh, trying to appropriate the, the promises of God for our lives, we need to be prepared for expected resistance. Because the enemy, the word says, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. He does not want you moving closer to the promises of God. And so sometimes there's anxiety that is built up because we are coming up against resistance. Often resistance means that we are on the right track. So encourage yourself in the fact that there is a fight because a fight means that there's something of value that is being protected and that you're getting close to. And the last way that we can uh, cause anxiety within ourselves is through shame. When we walk in shame, we somehow think that our past will catch up with us and that everyone is judging us. But here's the great truth and the great news is that through the work of Christ on the cross, our shame has been done away with. The word says that in Him we have no condemnation. That those that are in Christ there's no condemnation for it. It means that, that there's no dread of judgment. There's no dread of shame. Your, your past will not catch up with you. Because your shame has been done 
once and for all on the cross. When the disciples were in the boat with Jesus and the winds came, Jesus said, Peace, be still. When Jesus commanded the wind and waves to be still, He modeled the authority that we still have today through His Spirit to calm uh, the winds and the waves of anxiety in our hearts and in our lives. We have His Holy Spirit within us. And so we can leverage Jesus' authority and speak peace to the fears and anxiety that is in our hearts. See, oftentimes we're trying to uh, shake God awake so that He can handle our fears. Instead, what God is saying to us is that we are to awaken the inner brave and the inner lion that's within ourselves and calm the anxiety and the fears that we face on a day-to-day basis. And so right now, I'm going to challenge you in five ways that you can be brave in this week. Firstly, breathe. Sometimes, you know, we forget to breathe. Sometimes you just need to breathe in and out. God is all around us. He's everywhere we go. He is with us. When we stop to acknowledge Him, we can breathe in His presence and we can breathe out His grace in our situation. Number two, remember. Remember how God has brought you through other challenges and other difficulties. Remember His faithfulness, that He's never left you nor forsaken you, that you've gone through difficult things before and God has never dropped you and is not about to start now. He has brought you through once and He will do it again. Number three, ask. Sometimes God is just waiting for us to ask Him for help. He's faithful to answer. He says, come to me and I will answer you. Ask and the the answer will be given to you. God is faithful to answer us. God is faithful to hear us. His ear is close to us. He is inclined to listen to us. Sometimes we just need to go to God and ask Him, acknowledge Him and ask Him for help. Number four, see. I believe that we need to see far more with our eyes closed than what we do with our eyes open. We need to see with the, with the eyes of our heart. We need to have the eyes of understanding being opened up to see the realness and the fullness of God in our lives. We might not be able to see God, Jesus visually, but we can see Him with the eyes of our hearts. We need to see God. We need to see more with the eyes closed than what we do with open. And lastly, we need to go higher. For those of you that are science buffs, you will understand the moment the altitude increases, atmospheric pressure decreases. The moment you go higher the, is, is when pressure goes lower. And in the same way, we need to lift up our perspective. We need to go higher. We need to ele- elevate. We need to go to a higher altitude. We need to go higher up to God. We need to praise God. We need to lift up the altitude that we find ourselves in. And the moment we do that, the pressure that that we are under decreases. You see, instead of looking down here, we got to look up there. We need to have a heavenly perspective. And the way we elevate, the way we go uh, a high altitude is not by going to a mountain to pray, but it's by praising God in the situation that we're in. You see, worship and praise 
lifts up our, our, our perspective. It lifts up our altitude. And the moment we do that, you find that the pressure dissipates. It, 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 it goes lower. And we've been saying it for so long to, that you need to create an atmosphere of worship in your home. The moment you start feeling anxious, the moment you start feeling these waves of anxiety, switch off the news, switch off the radio, put on some worship music, lift up your perspective, look up unto God. Lift up your altitude and you find that the pressure that you find yourself in will slowly start to dissipate. Because your perspective of Him is bigger. You see the word says, Oh come and magnify the Lord with me. It doesn't mean that the God gets bigger. You see when you use a magnifying glass, it doesn't mean that the object gets bigger. It means that your perspective of it gets bigger. And when we worship God, when we magnify God, when we, when we praise God, it's not that God gets bigger. He's big. He's, 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 the, he's the creator of everything. He's in control of everything. It's not that He gets bigger in the situation. It's that our perspective of Him gets bigger in the situation. See, worship and praise is almost like a magnifying glass where it changes our perspective of who God is in our lives. I'm encouraging you this week to fight against anxiety, to fight against fear. Don't be passive. Stand up in who you are and who's your. Be courageous, be valiant, be lion-hearted. Fight against the waves of anxiety. Breathe in and out. Acknowledge God. Ask for His help. Pray first and when anxiety comes. Even as simple as, God, I'm taking strain here. Please help me. Elevate your perspective of who He is. Psalm 43 says, Oh, why downcast all my soul? Put your faith in Him. Put your faith in God. I'm encouraging you this morning to put your faith in God. Fight anxiety. Be brave. Stand up in your boldness. Stand up with courage. God is not leaving you. He's not about to leave you. He's never left you nor forsaken you. And He's not about to start now. You will get through it. We will get through it as long as we persevere as we as long as we go forward knowing that we go with the creator of the universe knowing that we go with almighty god that is with us everywhere we go we trust that this message has blessed you we would like to invite you to worship with us every sunday at 9 a.m at our easterus campus 